Welcome to this week's Greenside Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service. been kind of my tradition. I've always invited Drew Banks, who is our nutrition and wellness educator out of the Kankakee County office, to talk with us about food safety and holiday foods and good, sound food preparation, uh, serving and storage kind of issues. And we have another cool thing to talk about, literally. <laughs> is uh, I should also say welcome, Drew. Sorry for that. I'm just jumping right in. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, is refrigerator safety, and I, you know, you know, you know, the refrigerator should be cold, and your freezer needs to be colder. But I'm guessing there's other things we should be aware of. So this is a new topic for me. So. Uh, you can just uh, jump, right, jump right in here. What do we need to know? Well, this is uh, information that's come out of research conducted at Tennessee State University through a grant from the FDA and uh, the USDA looking into the issue of safe home refrigerator temperatures. And what the researchers found was that about 80% of the refrigerators that they checked, and they checked hundreds, had temperatures that were too warm to be mm-hmm. considered safe for refrigerator temperatures. So the question then is, how cold should my refrigerator be? Sure. You yes. Know, and and s- I'm on the edge of my chair. Oh, right? you? <laughs> so the research says 41 degrees or colder. So the goal is to keep your food at 41 degrees or colder. So that means that uh, and the National Restaurant Association recommends as a safe practice 38 degrees. If your internal air temperature is at 38 degrees, then you're most likely to keep all of your food at 40 to 41 degrees, even in the warmest part of your refrigerators. So most of us don't even know where the warmest part of the refrigerator is, and it is the door temperature. Incidentally, that's because of the constant opening and closing and I think the lack of uh, cooling coils that are actually in the door. Now, some of the newer refrigerators, though, are excellent uh, as far as door temperatures, and they're designed to hold a carton of milk. So there is extra cooling in that part of the refrigerator. But having a thermometer that you have purchased from some uh, houseware section of a department store and putting that in your refrigerator and keeping an eye on that as far as a safe temperature, adjusting your dial up or down as need be, that's what the FDA is recommending. So I'm guessing if you have a family full of kidlings here, closer attention must be paid because of the more frequent opening and closing of the refrigerator. Yes, and, and people will open the refrigerator door and kind of leave it open and roam around the kitchen. Okay, so you're warming up everything now that's in the refrigerator. Our kids will open the refrigerator sometimes too, literally stand there talking on the phone or I don't know, staring into the refrigerator. So uh, those kinds of of things that happen to our refrigerators all day long, of course, makes that temperature fluctuate up and down, up and down. Okay, so are there specific refrigerator thermometers or any old thermometer will work? Well, when you go to the houseware section, you're going to find different shapes. But actually, they're saying that the dial, the circular dial one is the best. But having a thermometer in your refrigerator that that you're going to see refrigerator and freezer thermometers, so you can use it either in the refrigerator section or the freezer section, you're going to find those. They're everywhere. They're not difficult to find at all. So they're out there. Yeah. style doesn't make a difference, but mm-hmm. maybe the compactness or where you can sneak it in somewhere out of the way is, is important. Yes, uh, I think moving it around to different areas. Uh, nine times out of ten, the top shelf on your refrigerator is going to be very cold, especially if you have a freezer above that. Side-by-sides usually are very cold and maintain good 
temperatures throughout all of the shelving. The bottom shelf on the top of the refrigerator design is usually the warmest part and the door. Then we have the freezer that's located at the bottom that changes everything. So having a thermometer in there, moving it around and finding out what your temperatures are. You know, people panic when the ice cream becomes soft or the, the, the uh, ice cubes are no longer being made. But your refrigerator started to go out long before those things showed up. So, you know, we can save ourselves a lot of trouble and expense and loss of food by just buying that very inexpensive refrigerator thermometer and keeping, you know, keeping an eye on it. Okay, so while we don't hardly have any of the old-style refrigerators anymore, unless it's out in the garage where we might keep our apples or favorite Beer. beverages. Uh, no, you said it, I didn't. Um, for, I guess for maybe for newbies here, uh, how's a frost-free refrigerator work? And well, how does that influence this internal temperature? Internal temperature. A frost-free refrigerator works by cycling off and on, and it cycles off and, and actually allows warmer temperatures to be created in your freezer only for a short period of time so that the accumulation of a small amount of frost will signal your refrigerator to do the refrost, defrost cycle. Warm air, warmer air is then circulated throughout, and that's why you never see an accumulation of a lot of ice inside of that uh, self-defrosting freezer because it is constantly cycling on and off in order to keep that frost off the sides of the walls. Okay, so that impacts just the freezer portion of a refrigerator. Yes. Okay. Well, yes, it does. That's what we're talking about. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. So we've done a little bit about temperature here. Uh, what do we need to really do to maintain food safety in terms of cleaning, or do we do we bother to label our leftovers so we know how long they've been in there, or do we bother to label our frozen food so we mm. defrost timely. cook them prop, <laughs> yeah. properly in a timely manner yeah. what's what should we be doing well the recommendation yes is to label everything especially in the freezer now you, sometimes we put things into the freezer and it's not labeled and we just say well I'll know what it is right and but once it's frozen and there there are ice crystals around it we basically we can't identify it we don't know what it is we don't know how long it's been in there Putting a label on it solves everything. Now, the top of your refrigerator is not designed to hold foods for an entire year. Frozen foods uh, in the deep freeze where temperature is zero degrees and colder will hold for longer and at higher quality. And that's the main thing. When we eat foods that we put into the freezer, we want them to come out tasting good, good texture, and, and just as good as when we put them in there. So not holding them for too long, those prepared foods, three to five months, is a good idea. Putting a label on them, even in the refrigerator foods, lets you know that, yes, it's time to toss this. And instead of people will smell it, you'll sniff it and then, and then stir it up and then say, well, I, it tasted fine. The problem is that the bacteria or the pathogens that cause foodborne illness do not cause the food to change flavor, textures doesn't get slimy, doesn't get ugly, but it just grows there. And that's, that's the risk. Eating something that, that we think tastes good and looks good, but has been mishandled and is actually unsafe to eat. Okay. All right. And then uh, I, I mentioned um, I had our GAPS educator in working with Master Gardener trainees uh, this past week or so. And uh, one of the things he did, he had the audience count one through six. And then he said, okay, everybody that's number six, one in, one in six persons a year are going to get sick <laughs> yeah. from, from food, poisoning. food poisoning. I know FDA has 
their their uh, references, I guess, or their expectations. Mm-hmm. So, what is one of the you know by just maintaining a proper refrigerator temperature? How much of a reduction does FDA uh, think? that we're or maybe going to reduce getting sick, or what's what do they talk about? Just that one practice of keeping your refrigerated foods cold enough. The FDA thinks that we'll reduce the risk of food poisoning, which is foodborne illness, by as much as 70%, okay. which is huge. It's, that's an enormous. That and is That's huge. just what's in the refrigerator. And that that's not, I'm, you know, I ask about leftovers, but that's just, that could be brand new food, right? Fresh yeah, food. Sure. We all often open the grocery store, ha- mishandle it temperature-wise, yes. and you could make yourself sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. We often contaminate fresh food with food that's in the refrigerator that's already producing bacteria, molds, yeast, and so on. Mm-hmm. We contaminate the new food with the old food. So cleaning out your refrigerator, as you said, is a good practice. And just pull up the garbage can and dump anything that uh, you know has been in there for longer than three to five days and uh, is showing signs of spoilage especially. We we'll always look for signs of spoilage, but anything questionable, I mean, you're not going to risk, you shouldn't risk your health and safety right. by eating something that costs $2.00. Right. Yes, right. that is, that's insane. So, yep. so just toss it yep. and uh, uh, start fresh. One of my phrases is, when in doubt, throw it out. That, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. Okay, very good. I know that we, we uh, certainly have lots to be thankful for when we have these sessions on the radio because so often just food safety is something that we kind of let slide during the holidays because we're so busy and things. But clearly food safety is something we should practice year-round. Clearly be aware of it, uh, maybe even more so when you're visiting that holiday party at work and yes. something's been, been been sitting out for two hours, <laughs> uh, you got to wonder what, <laughs> wonder, well, should I have that or not? So, uh-huh. there, you know, we should, that awareness should really be uh, higher up on our radar screen, I think. So uh-huh. we're going to talk more next week, I know. So I'll uh, let's conclude this week's show anyway. I appreciate it very much that you've been able to come back. And uh, just conclude by saying this has been Richard Henschel uh, and Drew Banks. We're both from the University of Illinois Extension System. And we'll be talking to everybody again next week.